This is a Hot Pie Media Original. Hi, I'm Deb and this is my podcast. You're listening to the Deb O'Keefe Podcast. The podcast where Deb O'Keefe doesn't know anything. You know, over the uh, Christmas holidays, actually, when was it? New Year's Day? Yeah, New Year's Day. Um, I have a party every year at my house. And so Specs is a place where I stop off. Specs, of course, finer foods, spirits, wines, beer, liquor. What? Liquor is spirits, right? Yeah. Uh, liqueurs. I'm going to say that word or fancy liqueurs because that's what I actually got from Specs. I was looking to have a Spanish-themed New Year's Day party with tortilla española and some other stuff, which we did, and it was great. But I wanted to find this one uh, uh, liqueur. It's called Cuarenta Tres, and it's from Spain. And it's like a, a vanilla liqueur, which sounds disgusting. It sounds disgusting to me because I don't really like vanilla, but... When I lived in Spain, it was always in these drinks. And uh, for years, you couldn't get it here. But you can get it at Specs because Specs has it all. You want to throw a fancy party. Uh, you want to have people over to watch the game. Whatever it might be, Specs can come up with ideas for you as well. If you want to have a theme, they can give you special cocktails. They have it all, the food and everything as well. Go to specsonline.com to find the nearest location to you. Sign up to be a Key Club member because, well, why wouldn't you? Do it right now. Go to specsonline.com. All right. On the show today, um, talking to a very successful woman and um, listening, we're going to listen to her story. She's got a big story, guys. It's not about just being a successful woman, but she has persevered through a lot of things. And I think she um, she could send some, some hope, some um, messages of you can do it, as they say. And I don't know, you could almost die. And then the best thing in your life could happen to you. Maybe it's a story like that. Maybe that's the way we need to look at bad things in our life. They all come with a, with a lesson, with a meaning. I don't think it always happens immediately when something bad happens to you. Something life-changingly bad I'm talking about. It oftentimes takes a while for life to sort of filter through, to get through the stages that you need to get through. If you've gone through a, a big loss, you have to get through those stages and um and and kind of respect them along the way as 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 shitty as they are or they can be um the bad things take us to good places on this podcast i try and bring in interesting guests people that will make you laugh people that will make you think people that will maybe make you reassess your whole life and beliefs try not to do that too often. And then I try and bring you people that will give you a story that you say, oh my God, to like, how did that happen? And, um, my guest today is a wonderful lady called Courtney Gill. She is the owner and operator of Refine Aesthetics, a sponsor of my show. It's uh, so great to have you here. Thank you. And I would just like to point out, this is not a plug for your business, although we will plug the business because that's that's the business of this business. Um, but I, and in fact, I believe, and I can't remember the timeline because it was quite messy, but you know, sometimes you go down Instagram wormholes and then you discover people and you're like, okay, I'm going to follow that person. I, I do that totally. all the time. TikTok, Facebook, doesn't matter. Just the internet in general. And I, I found you da- going down a wormhole and I've, I, I'm try, I've tried to remember how. 
um, you know, what the process was of me getting there and I can't. So anyway, you are the owner of a small business, but I started following your Instagram account because you posted about this incredible story of yours, um, a health, I was going to say scare, but scare doesn't seem like an appropriate word, but a health issue that you had last year that just, well, almost killed you, but create this great story. And that's why I started following you. And then when you started sponsoring my show, I was like, this is just perfect synergy. I have to get you on. So Courtney Gill, first of all, congratulations on your business, Refine Aesthetics. Thank you. We just celebrated one year. Oh, congratulations. It, it is a lovely office. You've got a lovely group of people working with you and you do lovely um, aesthetic services. And I know because I'm the, the recipient of one and probably more to come in the yes. future. But um, you, let's just rewind to, and I hate to use the word journey. I say that all the time on my podcast, but it just fits right here. The journey of you getting through these challenges um, and to where you are now. And how the hell did you almost die last year? Two years ago now. Two years ago. Is that where everything begun? Yeah. October of 19. So my COVID started a little early, yeah, I like did. to say. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Basically, I have been a PA at another practice here in Austin. Physician's assistant. A physician assistant. And I had my first child, a little boy, in March of 2018. And my second child, 19 months later, at uh, October of 19. And she came on her own a week early, easy labor, easy birth, came home. And, you know, you always look back, even as a healthcare provider, but also just a woman, a mom. And you wonder what signs you missed. But 10 days postpartum, mm -hmm. I... How early was she? She was one week early. That's not nope. super unusual, right? Remarkable. Nope. Totally fine. Things. Woke up in the middle of the night having contractions and was like, hey, baby, <laughs> I think this is happening. Get you know? the go bag. Yeah. Um, and, you know, no complications throughout my pregnancy, either of my pregnancies. And I'm a healthy, at the time, 34-year-old. Now I'm 36, almost 37. So, yeah, basically... No health conditions. No health no conditions. Underlying problems. Maybe a little anxiety every once in a while. I think but we that, all have that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But it. being pregnant, that could you raise your blood pressure. And yeah. And so 10 days out. 10 days out. Baby's I, fine. Baby's fine. Breastfeeding fine. At home. I did have a very stressful week. My mother-in-law had to leave after being with us for one day because her dog died. My oh. nanny at the time who was supposed to be with me after the first week was called in sick. She actually later died that a month later. Get out. Hold on. You, you, so you just had your second baby and you're getting surrounded by death. Well, it was coming, but yes, oh. basically my my support system was falling apart. So mother-in-law, grandma was supposed to be staying there yes. to help. The I, I had already sent my mom home. I was like, <laughs> oh, I got, you know, yeah. I've got help. I've got, I got a team. And then... I remember my husband like not feeling great, stomach stuff. So you're like, don't even touch the children. You oh, know, God, yeah. I, we don't need that right now. So you're dealing with a newborn and a one and a half year old. Yes. No sleep. And, I, you know, I look back and wonder if I had hypertension and I actually think probably I did and just didn't realize it. What, I, are, what are the symptoms of hypertension? Physical symptoms? There's not a lot. Mm. Um, I had a headache on and off, which I would say is the most common symptom. And you're tired and, and you're... Yes. There, there's your headache. And vision changes can be uh, a sign too, uh -huh. which with exhaustion and no sleep. Um, yeah. and, and even with pregnancy, you know, I'd actually already had some vision changes during pregnancy and, and then no sleep. You're just like, oh my gosh, I can't even see the TV right now. So I think there were some things going on. And then I had a rare event um, that Thursday, uh, 10 days out. And I basically, all of a sudden, my friend was driving away and I felt this just terrible kind of I don't even know, like 
terrible feeling come over me. And I really felt like I almost had like a frog in the throat, mm. my throat mm -hmm. feeling like when you're, when you're upset and yeah. you like can't you yeah. know, release the feeling. But you knew this, this isn't right. This, there's something not right here. Yes. So I, I knew that something was wrong. Um, I personally thought maybe I was having a pulmonary embolism because I've known patients that have oh, had that. You know, I'd completely forgotten that you're practically a doctor. Yeah. I mean, very close to a doctor in, as a physician's assistant. So I, yeah, I would just think, oh my God, I'm falling apart. But you're, you're still at the stage. You can put the pieces together and think this symptom, this symptom. Yeah. So I went inside, I called my husband and he was already in the neighborhood because I knew immediately that if he wasn't going to be home, I needed to call 911. Wow. So I got my children, called my mom. What did you do with the kids? I, she was like, sit down on the floor, like get both your children with you. Cause I didn't know if I was going to oh, pass out. Oh, you can fall out, over. Oh you my know? God. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was scary. And my husband came home and by the time we got, you know, the newborn loaded and my son in the car and the baby diapers and everything, the sensation was kind of fading a little bit. And I was like, maybe that was a panic attack, mm. you know, no, no sleep, stress, did you ever consider saying, let's unpack the car, I'm fine? Yeah. And my husband, I actually was like, I think I'm okay. You know, I, I don't know what that was, but I think I'm okay. And he was like, no, you really scared me. So thank God. I just got goosebumps. That could have been really bad. Really bad. So we went to the minor ER by my house. I live in Westlake. And, um, you know, they worked me up for everything. I got an IV put in. They did my blood work for a pulmonary embolism, a heart attack, a chest X-ray, mm. chest CT. They did everything. They really did everything. And ultimately, they were like, something's going on with your heart. You have some fluid on your lungs. You know, with pregnancy, sometimes changes in the volume of, you know, your body can cause other issues. And so we, you need to follow up with someone, but you didn't have a heart attack and you didn't have a pulmonary embolism. Mm. So you can go home. But they said, you know, just generally babies mess you up. So basically, yeah, yeah. your Pregnancy. hormones are through the roof and yes, rocks your body, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and so I went home the next day. Luckily, my mom, who's my guardian angel, really came back in town. And the next morning I was giving my daughter a little sponge bath. She was outside playing and all of a sudden that sensation kind of flared in my, yeah. my, my throat and kind of not even chest, but like collarbone. And then I'll, I went and told her, I was like, I'm, I'm starting to feel it again, came inside and hold really, the baby. <laughs> yeah. Really kind of had this attack almost where I, I had to sit down. I almost lost consciousness. I got nauseated. My mom said I turned completely white and, uh, you know, really it was just like, what the hell is going on? How scary for your mom as well. Yes. And I'd already called my OB just to let her know that, hey, I went to the minor yards, just letting them send your, you know, all my records to you, but just letting you know. And so I called, you know, them back. Th that, that terrible sensation really lasted about another 10 to 15 minutes. And then after that, it still was not resolving. It was worse. And my jaw was burning. Mm. And, and you, you, I mean, I'm just a lay person, clearly. Uh, you, you, there weren't any symptoms that you could think to put together at this point where you just yeah. managing yourself. Yeah. I went and took like two Xanax, a Fiorset, <laughs> Excedrin, because I had a headache. You know, at the time I, I took a hot shower because my OB was like, okay, we'll come in. And, you know, immediately. So I was like, let me go shower. 
And when I was in the hot shower, that was the only time where I was like, this heat feels good. Ah. Am I having a heart attack? Oh my God, let's you know? just add another thing yeah, to like, it. But those vasodilating me. So it felt that? like where your blood vessels actually kind of open because of, of the heat. Warm. Okay. So it, that was the only thing that made me feel better. Ah, and so then you're thinking, all right, what is that affecting? Yeah. Like I still was like, maybe this is a panic attack. I've never had a panic attack, but people have said, mm. you know, debilitating. Bad, yeah. Chest pain and, you know, just with hormones and anxiety. So ended up going to my OB with my 10-day-old and my husband, and she, my blood pressure at the time was like 210 over 100. Okay, what's um, normal? I would say 80 over... Oh, uh, wait, yeah, mine's like... 120 nine, over 70, sorry. Yeah, mine is like 90 over 60. Yes, It's so like low. ridiculously low. Yeah, they always test it twice, but even though I tell them that's just the way it is. Yeah, and that's it, good. So, that's yeah. good. That's a good sign. So you're, that's, that's really pretty high. high. I can see that. Okay, right. So That's like stroke good. level. So she's like, I oh, think crap. you're having preeclampsia, which essentially is high blood pressure and can happen actually postpartum after giving mm -hmm, birth mm -hmm. up to six weeks is kind of what it says in the, the book. And that's, that's one of the ones I've heard of, yes. I think because my sister-in-law had it. And so she had to be on bed rest. Is yes. that right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you essentially are more prone for stroke and seizures. And so as soon as your, your blood pressure starts going up or they start seeing proteins in your urine, basically things in your body are mm. happening that are pushing you to that limit. Yeah. That's dangerous for you and the baby. So I got admitted and got put on a, a regimen of magnesium and, and medications to lower my blood pressure. And then she re-ran my labs, just kind of doing an all over, mm -hmm. you know, and basically the next morning I woke up and I, I have someone in my bedroom or my hospital room saying, we're here to do an echo on your heart. And I was like, okay, you know, I, you wow. still no one has really told me what's yeah. going on yeah. I, I, besides maybe high, high blood pressure. So but you got admitted for it. So you're again thinking, all right, this is, yeah. this is pretty big. And if you've ever done anything for preeclampsia, like any woman will tell you it's terrible. Ugh. The medication they give you, like I couldn't even hold my eyebrow, my eyelids open. I had to be helped to go to the bathroom. How are women who've just had a baby supposed to take care of their baby if they have that? They can't. I know. They're just they, in hospital. They, or they just, yeah. Oh I mean, you're God. in the hospital. So it's just, wow. it's, it's a lot. It takes a, a village, right? Yeah. Um, but at this point, they're not telling you it's preeclampsia. They're saying, we think maybe. Yeah. They're okay. like, we think it's preeclampsia, but, you know, now they're here for my heart. So, you know, I start thinking, okay, what's going on? You know, and even though I'm a healthcare provider, you're always a patient at always, the end of the day. Yeah, you're you're yeah. not thinking straight. You're... You are, but you're not. So essentially my echo came back, um, which is kind of a sonogram where they, they, you know, take a picture of your, the way your heart pumps and it was about half of what it needs to be. So you're so it's going super slow. Well, your my rate was okay, but my ejection fraction, which is the amount of blood that's actually being pumped oh. by your vent, your ventricle. So normal is 55 to 75% of the blood or is getting pumped out of your mm -hmm. heart. And mine was about 25 at the time. So, so you got a blood full of heart and it's not in the body. It, yeah. And it's just slowly. Yeah. So your, your heart, my heart is damaged. Wow. And uh, they said that morning, that was like 6am in the morning. They're like, okay, don't eat or drink anything. Cause we're going to probably need to do a heart catheter. Meaning you're going to knock out and they're going to stick exactly, something in there. Exactly. And I have my, you know, 10 day old nursing. I am still recovering from a childbirth, <laughs> yeah. you know, that takes a toll on yeah. a woman's body in general. Plus I'm doing this and I remember being so thirsty. And so eventually, I think at like 530 in the afternoon, they finally came and got me and we did a heart catheter. And when I came, when I awoke, my husband was in the cardiac ICU and the nurse was the first one that was like, oh, honey, you had a heart attack. And I was like, what? You know, like, what? What? 
What's when, happened? When did that happen? Overnight when you were asleep or? It was, I had been knocked out. So it was probably like, yeah, 8 p.m. that night. Oh, they knocked you out for the catheter. For the catheter. And then you had the heart attack. Well, no, I'd already had the heart oh. attack, but they're diagnosing me. They're like when telling me. When did they me, think you had the heart attack? So then? once they did, so I think, well, once they did the heart catheter, they actually, you know, shoot dye mm. and they take pictures. They can see the blood flow of all the arteries um, in your heart. And I basically had a four centimeter dissection which is pretty big yeah. in my left anterior descending artery, which is your main artery of your left ventricle, also known as the widow maker. When you hear people that oh, die of a that one from a widow maker, that's it's like one of your ma- main old ones. fat men. Right. <laughs> On the golf course. Right. Um, and I had a, a, a four centimeter dissection and then a blood clot formed and narrowed the artery or occluded it by 90%. Oh my. So that's actually what caused the heart attack. Wow. Was the deprivation of oxygen. And so. But how did that happen? Like what? So it's called, my diagnosis is called SCAD, spontaneous coronary artery dissection. Okay. And they're, yes, yeah, SCAD. Spontaneous. So it's just literally out of the blue. Yeah. They don't know what causes it. There's actually a Mayo Clinic that I have done a virtual visit with um, up in Rochester and, uh, you know, it's a not well understood, not well studied. A lot of cardiologists don't even know about it. Um, diagnosis. My cardiologist luckily had heard of it wow. and, you know, has since prevent- presented me to clinical studies. I have met two other women in Austin that actually have experienced this. Mm. And um, one of them had so much cardiac damage. She actually had to get a heart transplant after her get fourth child. out. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, I was uh, complaining about people who say WWW before a website address? <sighs> Don't be that guy. But also, I just did it myself. I just went to the internet and typed in earlybirdcbd.com because that takes you there. Earlybirdcbd.com. Why would you go there, you say? Well, Early Bird makes full spectrum gummies. They are not only delicious in taste, But yeah, they've got not just the CBD, they've got the THC in there as well. Full spectrum, that's what it means. But it's really chill. Uh, Let me just say, this might not be for you heavy stoners out there. This early bird product is for you to chill out, to have a fun time with your friends and not feel really lit. And it's almost like it was invented for me. Years ago, I I confessed rather embarrassingly for a 40-something-year-old woman that I just don't know how to smoke weed, all right? It's never made me feel good. I'm not against it. I totally think it should be legal. It's ridiculous that it isn't, especially uh, medical marijuana. Let's get on that, Texas. But um, when I tried these early bird CBDs, and I went small, guys, I started a quarter, then a half, and I'm up to three quarters, and that's it. That's it for me. Just three quarters. Helps me sleep at night. Helps me relax if I don't want to drink because I'm working out the next day. Then I'll have an early bird CBD gummy with my friends. Go to earlybirdcbd.com slash Deb. That gets you a huge discount on your first order. 20% off your first order. They have tinctures as well, guys, as well as other products. So go to earlybirdcbd.com slash Deb. No WWW required. Is it is it really is it just women that get this particular type after pregnancy? Is it no? Um, basically, men and women can get it. It's more common in women, and it tends to be worse in women postpartum. So they wow. think there's a hormonal component, mm. and it's more common in people under forty, uh, but it does occur in people over forty as well. So it's a tear. And I guess they kind of delineate different categories for it, depending upon where the actual tear occurs, Mm -hmm. how bad it is, how long it is, and then how much occlusion you have. So 
there's different categories for it, but you know, it's, it's scary. It's scary. And it's super rare. It's not the type of thing you see. Oh, I saw that on a film once. And maybe I could think about those symptoms. And like you said, there were so many other things going on that seemed, well, that's because I'm tired. That's because I'm dehydrated. That's because I just had a baby. Yes. But I, I, I found this story the other day. It was crazy because I knew you were coming in here today and I read this story, I think maybe Saturday. And it was, um, it was this foundation set up in, in honor of this poor woman who had died after her second child. She had had one of the, uh, a, a heart attack mm-hmm. and, um, it was, uh, the beginning symptoms were high blood pressure and her family set up a foundation to raise money to get, um, blood pressure monitor cuffs for, um, postpartum women, yeah. um, in this area in the hospital. And they'd given out uh, over a hundred and had actually they thought two had saved two women's lives. Wow. Um, and so in reading that story and then knowing the very minor details of yours, I can only conclude that there is so much that we don't know that we're not told because there is just so much. Yeah. But is do you think there was anything that was maybe missed with you or that you could have educated yourself about more or the doctor could have told you that these things could become a problem? I do... No, I do think that I, w- I wish that I had paid more attention to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of have that self guilt and that self doubt of like, what did I miss? I had had a headache on and off. My right posterior neck had been bothering me. And I don't know if that was a muscle thing. This or- is common though, when you said about the clavicle that you could almost mm-hmm. feel the pressure there. Is that the, from the heart? That's from yes. what was going on if there. If you Google like women's heart attack symptoms, it's very different than men. So it's not that typical like left chest pressure yeah, with that's left what, arm that, pain. We're supposed to feel the arm thing, yeah. right? So women tend to be like jaw, sternum, clavicle can be your your shoulder blade. Mm. So I think, you know, I, I think from an education standpoint, I wish that women would not brush things off. I wish that we would, you we know, do, yeah. try to take our own health more seriously, especially in these such, you know, precious times for you and the baby. I think Mm -hmm. everyone's so concentrated on the baby. I think we really kind of lose a little bit in our culture as as Americans, especially, you know, what women actually need. You know, you hear women all the time talk about, no one told me about how hard breastfeeding was going to be or what my vagina was going to be like after I gave birth. You know, these are conversations that for whatever reason, we don't have a lot of conversation about. I didn't know about some of these. I don't have kids. I've chosen not to have kids, but um, I've got lots of nieces and nephews and very close friends whose children I was in the room with when they were born. So it's been wonderful seeing that with my my friends who are like my family here. Um, And I didn't know until one of my early friends um, couldn't breastfeed that that was very common yeah. that you, some people can, some people can't, some babies can, some babies can't. The combination of the two is important. And, um, and she felt terribly guilty about it. She went she, and she tried, she persevered. She did six months. Her goal was to do a year and a half, but she forced herself through six months out yeah. of guilt and then ended up in therapy for a long time after that, because she, then she resented it as well because she was in so much physical pain from it. Yeah. And I learned so much from her being so open with me and I don't even have kids. So I, I felt like it was kind of an honor for her to share that story with me. But then that in turn enables me when I have another friend who's like, I'm having a problem breastfeeding. It's like, you can then share those stories and women do need to be honest about the stories and the nasty things. Yeah. And, and, and the honestly, things. and men need to know too, because it's not, 
your burden to bear solely. If you choose to have a child with a partner, you should both be aware of all of the the nitty gritty. And I'm sorry, men, if you're freaked out, but the vagina is going to look different. It, well, that's you put At that thing in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You put that thing in there. Okay. And yeah. some people don't look different and yeah. then some people do. And so you might enjoy it better than they ever. It's, it's, we need to be, men need to have, boys need to have way more sex education about women and, um, and our bodies and the things that we go through, go through and normalize it. I've said it for years. Yeah. It's just blood guys. We get a period, right? And yeah. I'm not, I'm not frightened to talk about it on air. Um, men typically some, especially ones I used to work with like, ew, gross. I'm talking about that. No, not ill gross. You want to be with us, right? You're, yeah. You're always chasing us down. That's the end result. If you want to have that, you're going to have to deal with some of the other stuff. Yeah. Because we do. And you're going to have to learn, you know, what women could go through because maybe, no offense to your husband, but maybe he might have remembered that class in school that that's, you know, heart issues are, affect women differently. And let's just destigmatize having babies and, be, and having a woman's body because right. you guys are getting to enjoy it. And love it yeah. and have companionship with it. So you got to learn that, that there are tough times as well. Yeah. You know, I, I just wish, I, I, you know, I think too, cause it was my second, I just put so much on my plate. Mm. Like we had just moved and I've got this, you know, I, yeah. I got it. I can do it all. We do that. I do it all the time with everyday life and not kids that, you know, I'm, no, 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 I don't need help. I'm fine. Yeah. And I think those periods at least, and then just in general, like maybe we need to be better off or better at saying, Oh, I do need help. Yeah. I do need, I do need assistance. Yeah. I was reading that some of the other cultures, I think it's like an Indonesian culture, the women for one month don't even like touch their feet to the ground postpartum. They're basically served and pampered and, you know, it's this, this cherished time. And so, you know, I think that's unreasonable to request, but at least we could kind of, you know, like you said, maybe have that for a few days, stay in bed. Oh Let me help God. you. So you for know. as long as you possibly can. If yeah. you're and a, I didn't a even partner. have a C-section because yes. I know a lot of women do. And that's a very hard on the woman's body as well. But so. as natural childbirth is too. It's, yes. it's all, it's, it's just taking one thing and putting it in or making one thing and carrying it around in your body is going to forever change it. However it comes out. Yeah. Um, I, I'm glad that, and obviously your, your um, professional background was, helpful probably yeah. maybe you were you were at least considering these things and what it is and what it isn't oh no i definitely didn't have a heart attack well yeah that yeah. was one you know but there are so many people that obviously wouldn't i wouldn't have known any you know of those i was just felt well i feel like shit right that's um there, there's another symptom i did that myself actually earlier this year i got really sick i, I yeah. told you briefly the story but um i didn't go to hospital for four days and ended up in icu and yeah. almost dying and um so i and I didn't ask anybody. I drove myself to to tell ER, you know, and I should have called an ambulance right, right. there and then. But I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> Just, you know, yeah. Literally dying as I'm driving down yeah. Mopac. So you got to ask help sometimes. Um, and I, you know, I really believe that stories like this um, should go out to doctors as well who, and not most specifically for people like you or I, but for women of color and women of underrepresented um, minorities whose voices rarely get listened to. Right. Um, and especially um, in the underserved population, you know, that it's, it, the healthcare isn't as good right. or if it is good, it's still, you're a person of color, you're being hysterical. Yep. Um, and I that know that African-American women are more likely for complications you know, during pregnancy, post-pregnancy, probably even death 
um, statistically speaking, it is a higher rate yeah. and it's a higher rate. Yeah. So that that's definitely a discrepancy we should address. We all need to be talking about it. Um, you know, just because I'm not ever going to become pregnant, but I'm a woman and I have women in my life, you know, and I want to, I want to be aware of these things. Um, even if just telling this story is, is going to help someone, but I guess, you know, the bottom of the line is, thank God you're here. You, your kids are fine. Your husband is fine. Your business is thriving. Um, I know. Well, let's just talk about the business for a second. Yeah, actually. Let's talk about it. it. It, I will say going through this experience has really inspired me to go off on my own and have the guts to say, you know what? I could die tomorrow, yeah. literally. And, you know, what am I waiting for? What, what else is, what other ball needs to drop for me to do this? And so that's really been trying to be what I take most from this. Is, yeah. You know, don't be afraid to live. Don't be afraid to take chances. Don't be afraid to fail, you know? So I'm, that's really how I'm trying to live every day. So yeah, you took, you took the idea of, um, the career that you'd had as a, as an aesthetic, um, PA and you said, I'm just going to do this myself. I don't need no damn bosses. So, um, this is going to be a very integral commercial here guys, but, but Courtney and Refine Aesthetics are underwriting the show. So thank you so much for your support. And in turn, I love to support you. Uh, if you're looking to, I don't know, tip top yourself up, sometimes you just wake up and go, well, you know, I walked into the office today. It wasn't one of those days for me actually. And one of our coworkers said, did you just get Botox? I know you've got Courtney in here today. And I said, no, I haven't had Botox, but I did have a BBL peel at, you, at your yeah, actual hands. a BBL and a laser, yeah. And it was, um, I was a poofy for a couple of days. I looked a bit marshmallowy and then I had some discoloration from some... Your chest uh, looks fat. Doesn't it look good? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, if you're having one of those days, maybe you just need a little pick-me-up. And Courtney and the team at Refine Aesthetics uh, can take that care of that for you. Uh, you mentioned my name, you'll get a discount on your service, of course. Um, and it's refineaesthetics.com, right? Yes, ma'am. Refineaesthetics.com again, Thanks for your support, Courtney. Yes. That was your commercial. It was very organic. <laughs> uh, I like it that way. It's much nicer. Um, but yeah, so you put everything into this business and you said, I'm going to do it myself. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you had worked at another company for 10 years. Nine years. Yeah. Nine years. And then when you got sick, they didn't even say, um, Courtney, are you okay? Uh, here's some flowers. You're coming back to work. Anything? Nothing? Nothing. Nothing. And then COVID hit and we didn't get a lot. And, you know, I just realized that I I don't want to hold my breath for other people. Yeah. You know, I don't, mm -hmm. I want to, I feel like a lot of people, we spend a third of our life at our job and yeah. to almost die and well, not, and then make money. Well, and you made a lot like of that, money. you know, yeah. you're, th that that's a, a very strong opinion I have is that you made money for somebody for so long and they didn't, I mean, not only did they not care about you personally, but it's almost like they didn't care about that either. Because if they only cared about the money, then send me fake flowers. All right. right? That's fine. At least acknowledge I'm a human being in hospital. But I, clearly it wasn't that important to them. Yeah. So you you made the right decision. You're out on your own. And and again, the good thing that came out of you almost dying is you got this this business. But um, th this wasn't just it, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, hang on. I'm going to get comfortable here. Let's just lean, lean in. Your life seems made up is what I used to get told uh, a lot. I feel like I need a book. Yeah. What, yeah, what on earth else So happened? that kind of was the beginning of it. Um, October of 19. That, that was a shitty month in my life next, for another reason. Uh, that next month, my nanny who had been working with us for the past year called in sick and said, and, you know, and quit. She was having some health issues and then died like a few weeks later, right before <sighs> Christmas. She oh, had been no. in the hospital for four to five weeks. What happened? 
She went septic and a little older. I think she had some other complica- like health complications like lupus that she hadn't told me about. And, oh. you know, just really sad because she was a really vibrant. She oh. was 60, you know, and vibrant and took care of my my 19-month-old son. And to, to go through my own trauma of almost dying and then have that happen, like it really just. That's tragic. It hurt. Yeah. Um, what else happened? Oh, when I was in the hospital, they found I had a three centimeter mass on my right parotid gland tumor because I had done a brain MRI to make sure I hadn't had a, oh my. A, a, a stroke. So I did a punch biopsy of that. Luckily it came back benign, but I decided to remove that in July and with it's a facial surgery. So, you know, risk of complications, luckily yeah. I didn't have any. You could but, have ended up like this. Yeah. Basically yeah. a Bell's palsy like face. And then about a week prior to that, I split my face open, uh, wake surfing for the first time in six years. Oh, well, that's your problem. You went wake. I know, right? No, I was trying sur- to live my life. Wake surfing is my joy. It it's, was fun. I love it. I was totally sober, you know, no kids on the boat. On yes. So I kicked the board, fell, and then the board like just popped me you know, straight in the head. You, know you got to come up like that. Right? Yeah. Put your arms up, everyone. Yeah. Over your face. Come up like that. Yeah. And oh, then. Damn it. Did you need stitches? I did. I called. Your face uh, got messed up this year. Well, I, I can't even say it. Yeah. 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 Um, and then decided to start my own. Co- I quit my job of nine years. I was just like, this is too much. I need a break. That is a lot going on. Yeah. And, you know, when I quit, I really, my goal wasn't to start my own thing. I was thinking about it, but just wanted some time off to be with mm-hmm, my family. Mm-hmm. And, and let's keep in mind, COVID had also hit. This is, you know, March of 2020, COVID hit. So the world had been a crazy place when all of these things were happening and um, decided when I came back in September uh, to go ahead and to make the plunge. So got, got my, got my loan and got everything started, hired people. And really that's been pretty good. The last thing that happened is we had a fire in my house during snowmageddon in February of 2020. No one had power. How did you have power enough to have a fire? That's just humble bragging, Courtney. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) how many many worse things can happen? Um, That is horrible though, a fire. Yeah, the wall caught fire. We had the fireplace, the gas fireplace lit. And I guess this one area was an add-on to our house from the previous owners. And there was wood inside the the wall touching like the Mm. metal chimney. Mm. And because we had it on for like eight hours, it overheated and embered. So, you know, I need, I'm in, I've been done some therapy. I'm, I'm working on myself. It's kind of a little bit of PTSD because I feel like anytime I have trauma, like I had a deer right the other there. day and trashed my car, like oh my these God. things just kind yeah. of bring it all up. Yeah, so, no, they do. you know, that's something else to definitely talk about, but yeah, there's been a lot. And sometimes I just try to laugh at it. And sometimes I cry. <laughs> <laughs> I cried on Saturday. So, you know, I yeah. don't think there's a week that goes by and that's good. Let it out. And, and, you know, I think you, at the beginning of this, you said, full circle after all of this, you've got this amazing business. I do. That you're actually already too big for your space for. Is that Possibly, correct? Possibly. Yeah. We've explored other spaces and we're growing a lot. And, you know, I'm I'm trying to to learn how to run a business because I've never done that before. That was my next question because you're a year in and I wanted to say, how did you learn all this so quickly? But you, you, you believe you're still learning. You're still 100%. learning. Yeah. Yeah. My, my husband is an entrepreneur and I really attribute a lot to him because I think just hearing him talk about his businesses and how he structured things and leveraged things and different philosophies on business, that really kind of helped inspire me and have the guts to do this. And he's my sidekick. So he, you know, Mm -hmm. I have a sounding board, but, you know, I'm still winging it. I'm learning. I'm making mistakes. I'm, you know, owning that. And I have a really 
fabulous team that, mm, you know, helps. has been very gracious to me. You know, they've worked really hard. They understand the mistakes I've made. They are in it because they want to be there. And that I think patients see that too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. It's, it is, you can tell it's a nice group of friends working together. It's, it's yeah. nice. It's not, um, uh, corporate and clinical, yeah. even though you're a med spa because you're a, 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 a it's more homey. Med- yeah, it is. It's really nice. It's a nice environment to be in. I want it to feel like, you know, whether it's a man or a woman, but like you're going to see someone that you respect, but that you can be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, I agree. That's what we're going for. That's what I got. I'm glad. I'm just, I'm so glad that you, um, you know, even after all of that trauma yeah. that you decided I'm just going to go through with this and do my own business. It take it can take a lot to um to to leave the man. Yeah, I, I think Austin's very about the grassroots kind of movement. You know, I think a lot of people don't want that corporate yeah. entity. I think they want a more intimate, you know, where they have a voice and opinion and I think we like to to interact with people in any time like professional sense. Even if it's like uh, your, you know, long guy or the, 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 I, my friend who comes and does my pest control does a bunch of my friends. Like we, we all recommended him and yep. we all now like, we know him and we feel safer than wandering around a house. I mean, that's the least of it, but it's nice to, to know someone local and refer people that are low oh, this guy's great. He does my friend. He takes care of my friend. Yep. We all kind of want to know those connections. And, um, I would definitely say that I think people feel that with you guys and have gone with you to, your new place. Oh, that's another question. I don't know how much you can talk about, but are they pissed off at you that you're doing so well? I you're haven't old, talked the to The old them. people, I'll call them. I haven't talked to them. Haven't heard them. anything down the rumor no. mill. You know, and I, I think at the beginning I was a little more bitter. I, I now try to take the step of that was a nine-year residency that I got to learn, yeah. and I still think there are wonderful providers there, and I still refer back to my old job for the, you know, physicians that offer services that I don't or mm-hmm. can't. And yeah. so, you know, I, I, I'm hurt on a personal level, but I'm very grateful as well. And, you know, I, I, I want to step out on that foot yeah. if I can. No, that's really great. And I think that it's where sometimes you want to just be F you, you know, yeah. to the, there's to definitely the was that. And there, yeah. it, there is a still that, that feeling. I just, I felt like I was hitting my head on a ceiling. It's true. It's, you know? it, it's very much, I think sometimes that, um, the ideal that you're sold working for this company, um, you know, we'll give you these benefits. We'll have this structure, everything. Yep. It really sometimes can be a box and it can be a, a way that it's holding you down Yeah, because if you were still there, you wouldn't be here right now. And I think for the longest time, I wasn't interested in the business side of it. You know, I didn't, mm-hmm. I was such a practitioner and I really wasn't interested in learning about the money and advertising and geofencing and just all these other things that now, for whatever reason, I, I guess almost dying, I'm just like, let's learn again. Yeah. I feel like I'm back in school in a way. Yeah. So I think it takes that mindset too. Once you, you, you either taken out or you step out of the role that you had, mm-hmm. that you think this is all I can do. Once you're physically away from it, exactly, you then realize that all of these other things that you're capable of, you just were never asked to do like, there before. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that happens to a lot of people and why sometimes losing your job or being fired or quitting can be the best thing that happens to you. Yeah. You I just hope realize so. all of this other badass potential that you've got. Yeah, yeah. It's been a fun year. It's, it's been, there's been laughter and tears and, you know, a lot of 
self-exploration, self-doubt, but you know, it's, we're here, we're yeah. still here and we're and thriving growth. and yeah. we're, we're doing well. And I'm, I'm, and you keep messing your face up. So you keep having to have cool scars yeah, done. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, come and laser. I've lasered my scar. This is what it looks like after Morpheus 8. So, you know, it's, it's yeah. nice to act. And that's actually why I went, even went into dermatology or skincare. Cause I am fair and freckly. I had acne growing up. I've done Accutane. I have scars. I played sports outside, sun damage, you know, so I am empathetic with yeah. my patients and I, I try most things. I should have gone into your business, the amount of stuff I've done to myself too. <laughs> it saved me a lot of money over the years. Right. But thank you, Courtney. Thank I'm, you. You know, I'm so happy that your, your success story is still growing. It's still a journey. I'm going to see you next time, maybe this year, this time next year in like a gigantor facility yeah. with loads of other cool people running around doing yeah. more cool shit. I hope so. So we'll see. All so right, well, thank, thank you. you. Take care of those babies. I will. I love them. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. You know what's crazy? I just walked Courtney out of the studio to say goodbye and give her a hug and set up a time where we're going to have drinks because I think we're friends now, guys. She's really nice. Um, and what a story. We actually... Comparing almost death stories with somebody is really weird. It's, um, I think she's the first person I've spoken to that almost died recently too. <laughs> so bizarre. Get at me if you want to tell me your death story. Oh, I'd love to know about it at Deb O'Keefe on social media. Yeah, I'd love to know about that. But you know, our dogs are our family members too. Courtney and I are both crazy about our pets. And um, she just told me outside as I was saying goodbye that her dog just got diagnosed, diagnosed with diabetes. That's so sad and that he might have to get an insulin pump put on him. They're currently giving him two injections a day and yeah, he might have to wear the, the pump all the time. How are you going to make a dog wear a pump? It's going gonna, it's gonna to try and eat that thing. <laughs> oh man, why do they have to get sick? Why do, why do any of us have to get sick? It's, it's bull. Anyway, big thank you to Courtney from Refine Aesthetics for telling us her story there. That was really inspiring. Um, yeah, and listen to her words. You know, you don't have to be boxed in. Maybe you can do all these things that you never even thought you could do that you just hadn't had to access. I've learned a lot about that myself recently, actually, is that I can do a lot more things than what I am on paper. Um, that's made me feel really good about myself. Thank you for listening. As usual, I hope you enjoy it. Like, share if you'd like with a friend. Subscribe. I'd love you to subscribe. And um, as always, love you. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.